Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the Best Hang Podcast featuring Max Kerman, Shane Cunningham, and I am Mike Bierman. Welcome to the best hang. I am Mike. We got Max. We got Shane. Guys, it's been a couple weeks. Uh, to our listeners, sorry we were off last week, but we're back. We're excited. Uh, we're here to do the damn thing. What's been going on in everyone's lives? Maxie, where you been? You just got back from L.A. Yeah, I was in L.A. I was doing a little bit of this and that. I got a chance to hang out with Unzi. I saw our buddy Tim McAuliffe. Um... What else happened? Uh, lights played at the Fonda, which is very exciting. Basically, I extended my trip. I figured because uh, the band played in British Columbia in Kelowna at a ski hill mm. on the Saturday. And I was like, ah, since I'm out there, I'll go see my friend Chris Dickinson out in, uh, in Vancouver and my childhood buddy Simon. And then I was like, ah, and I'm already over there. Let's fly down. Um, but yeah, it's nice nice to be home. It, you know, it's a beautiful spring day out here. So it feels like uh, we're all on a boat. But just before we started rolling... I heard about uh, Shane going back into the office, and and you know I was talking to our friends over at Universal, uh, mm-hmm. who have moved into their new office because they used to be up at, like in Scarborough in a terrible location, and now they have a beautiful new space in Liberty Village, and uh, you know I think a lot of people are sick of working at home, but of course I saw an Instagram post from one of the, our friends that works at Universal. And it was just a photo of him in traffic on the 401 <laughs> complaining about going to work again. Yeah. So, so yeah, what's, uh, what's the new world looking like? Uh, Mike Shane, are you guys going to have to go in? What's, what, what's expected of you? Are you happy? Are you annoyed? Let's, let's air our grievances. 
I haven't been back at work yet. Mike has though. What was it like, Mike? <laughs> I went in. I went in for one day uh, last week to the the offices at uh, two nine nine. I will say we get a lot of DMs actually from people asking about the old Mike on Much merch, like the the sweaters, mm. the hats, the t shirts. We have like a handful of stuff left, but it's been trapped at the office since the start of the pandemic, sitting right between Shane and 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 I's desks because we sit back to back. Uh, so the box is still there. The merch is still there. I'm actually going to bring it back this week. What will do with it who knows is it worth more or less? i was just gonna ask that. that that's a good question yeah, great question i well, it's it's an only it's like a one-time print i imagine it's worth i don't know if it's worth more or less it's gotta be worth more right i think it's gotta be worth more i think, I think less. Less. my vote's less <laughs> <laughs> well and there is great best hang merch which you can go find online right now uh which we got to do a better job of letting the people know because those sweaters and t-shirts uh are amazing and the hats are great um anyway this is a long way of saying i went back into the office last week for one day uh and it was bizarre it, it was bizarre it was like a time machine you know i've been at my house in hamilton you know since the pandemic and being back there was, you know, it's like, it's, it's weird. It's like Shane's basketball shoes are sitting in the same spot that they were sitting when we last played basketball at lunch over two years ago. Uh, you know, like it's, and it's like, people are kind of back in the office and chatting and obviously we're in masks and stuff. So it's not totally the same, but you kind of just adapt to the vibe. You know, I got lunch at ginger on queen street uh, mm. West, which was real nice. Cause I'm like, Oh, my lunch options are back. Um, but yeah, it's like, it was, it was weird and it was, and it was kind of nice to be honest, but did you like being away from your family? No, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, you can say that. <laughs> no, I, honestly, <laughs> truthfully, like, cause you know, like Winona's in daycare. So it's not like, like, yeah, it's like, I will say I, I work, I've gotten good at being productive in like my little home office set up here, but when I'm at my desk, it's like where I've worked for, you know, a long time, a large part of my adult life. I'm just, mm-hmm. I settle back into work habits. I felt more productive. Like I was writing a script and I was in the zone. I had my headphones on and it just felt more, you know, more um, focused, but yeah, I don't know, man. There's mixed emotions. Lots of people downtown are going back to offices. The mayor of Toronto got all the business leaders from downtown Toronto together and said, listen, you got to bring your people back for at least a couple days. Otherwise, downtown as we know it will collapse. People aren't mm. people aren't spending money at restaurants. People aren't spending, you know, the community. Everything is gone. All these like sources of income, all these small businesses are going to crumble. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. Don't ask what your city can do for you. Ask what you can do for your city, you know? Yeah, I guess Winston so. Winston Churchill said that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He said that. I'm bringing my lunch to work. <laughs> not to bring the city down. <laughs> no, I like these little burritos that I have. I got into the habit of eating them every day and I want to eat them. Where are they from? Are they like frozen? Frozen burritos? Yeah, they're little frozen burritos. They're um, gluten free. So, they, they're terrible. tasty. They're, I know, <laughs> but they're tasty. Huh. So, okay. So I'm interested though. So I did one day and then I'll be back in this week. So it's going to be two days a week, which again, like if you'd asked ask us that pre-pandemic, like that's pretty sweet that you only have to be in the office for the two days a week. So that's what we're doing currently. Shane, your first day back is, is going to be later this week. How are you feeling about it? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't want to do it. I'm less productive at work. It's hard because that's when people want to get chatty. You know, I want to get chatty too. So I sit right with you. Yeah. I tend to turn around a lot and start talking to you. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it, like if work didn't have access to youtube and all that it would be easier to work but at home i find it i, I just get more done i don't know i'm way more productive and is it is the expectation two days a week for everybody Sorry. yeah going forward yeah, yeah i have to go one day this week and then 
going forward two days a week. But obviously the plan is to just slip you in with two and then maybe three or four until you're back there five days a week. And then back to seven days a week. Seven, seven days, days week, yes. Yeah. They're even going <laughs> to seep into the weekend. This is grandmaster plan. Don't you think it would be better though if work started, if you didn't have to go in from nine to five, if you went from like 11 to six or some shit? Like, do you know what I mean? pretty much like, do, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty loose with ours, but okay. it, but it's still hard because it's like, 11 to 6 is fine. Here's the thing. I, I, if we haven't made it clear, kids sort of change the equation on everything. 11 to 6 mm. works if you're just sort of like thinking about yourself and you avoid the the traffic. But it's like you can't be getting home like after the kids go to bed. It's just like it shifts everything. So it's like it definitely kind of messes things up, especially when you've been living a certain way for two years. Um, but, you know, we adapt and the check's clear. So you got to show up, man. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, what have you guys been doing? What, what do you do this week? Anything interesting? I haven't seen you. It feels like I haven't seen anybody in a while. You went to a kids' birthday parties, didn't you, Mike, this weekend? Yes. yes did you go I to Poplis's too? I did. Our good friend John Poplis. That was the Sunday. So on the, the the Saturday, our good friend Brody Dawson, his daughter, it was her birthday. And it was like at this Playland. Uh, it was really cool. Like the kids love it. Like the fun thing about Playland is, is like you go there, the kid, and it was like private. They had their the, the space rented specifically just for her birthday party. But like the kids go nuts on the Playland. It was like super safe, all enclosed, but like really cool jungle Jimmy type thing. And then like the dudes can kind of hang out and like chat, you know, and the wives. And it was nice. It was good. And then on the Sunday... Our, yeah, our good friend, John Popolis, it was his daughter's birthday. So I went out to Toronto with Winona, just mm. me and her. And, mm. uh, the party was actually awesome. It was like, they really thought it out. It was like, it was like Ninja Turtle themed and like Winona doesn't know the Ninja <laughs> Turtles, but the minute she got there, like Sarah, she like John's wife, she was like, she had a whole station where she was like tearing cloth and like making superhero costumes for mm. the kids. So Winona was able to go up right away and become like a superhero. And John was like face painting kids and they got these wow. like masks. So then all of a sudden Winona's like so excited and they had the scavenger hunt in this park behind the house where he had to find these Ninja Turtle masks. So like Dan or Winona doesn't care about the Ninja Turtles, but like for a kid, you're super like, it was really well thought out and the kid had an awesome time. And I know Max, you made a face when I said the party was awesome because <laughs> I, I saw that. I saw that little twinge where you're like, how could this party be fucking awesome? It's a kid's party. <laughs> what happens when you're a parent is you, you, you experience things through your kid's eyes. So the fact that Winona mm. was so happy made me extremely happy. You know what I'm saying? That's how it was. I literally had a fantasy the other day that if, if I ever have a child, I'm not going to expose them to any child things. Only things I'm interested in. <laughs> So like, honestly, they'll never know like the delights of childhood things and like the colors and like the, you know, the childish TV programming or music. Right. It'll only be like basketball, the Globe and Mail, Michael Lewis podcasts. <laughs> that, that's the only thing they'll, they'll, they'll listen to and, and, you know, take in. Okay, guys, I have a, I have a, a, a theme. Um, there is a, um, a Toronto high school, uh, York Memorial, that has been banned permanently banned from the Dollarama, mm. the entire school, uh, because there's too many antics happening at the Dollarama. And the Dollarama <laughs> said, I don't want anybody from York Memorial coming in here. And it made me think of like uh, the rhythms from high school mm. and um, and what kind of kind of mischief we might get into. Like, for instance, I get, you know, I went to the KFC in grade nine just about every day and got the student special, which was $1.99 for fries and gravy and a Coke. <laughs> they don't what, even give you chicken. Every... No, 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 no. It was a dollar ninety nine student special. I think there might have been like Toonie Tuesdays for chicken. Now that you mention it, um, 
Yeah, and just like I know, I was thinking about you, Shane. I was I was wondering mm-hmm. how many places you would have got kicked out of in high school, or or, or if you were a, a much of a prankster. Did you guys get kicked out of any places? Um, I didn't get into my, I was a very well behaved younger person and scared of authority. Like I didn't swear. Huh. Like I, I was very good. I didn't drink, smoke, do anything. Never smoked weed, nothing. Um, but when I was maybe 19, I got into pranks and I did the <laughs> one prank where I would go into a pizza pizza, wearing the pizza pizza jacket with a bunch of pizzas. And I acted like I was lost on a delivery. And I would say, oh, my God, I'm I, I'm like 40 minutes late. These people are going to kill me. I'm I'm so late. Uh, how do you get to? And I would name an address. And then they would tell me. And then I would walk out. And then two mobster guys would pick me up, like kind of beat me up, <laughs> pick me up and throw me in the back of their trunk and take off. And <laughs> And a lot of the times you pull this prank, it doesn't really work. But the one time the man got so scared and he ran out and went, no, exactly like a movie and screamed, then looked at the camera, saw he was being videotaped and was like, oh, fuck off and just walked away and left. It it was really funny. Who were the mobsters? Who played the mobsters? Uh, My friend Chris Pinder and Todd Leggett, who you uh, dislike his long storytelling, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was probably the most successful prank. Oh, I I used to do another thing where I'd cover my head in baby powder and act like I was on cocaine and walk into stores (laughs) and just go up and down the aisles. And then I would buy like a pack of gum after 40 minutes and play it like everything was normal. And Greg Veerman would film me doing this. And then I got away with it, but they arrested Greg for being in the store. (laughs) Greg got arrested? Yes, and he filmed the entire thing of the cops taking him, even like the cops interacting with your mom, Mike. He he videotaped yeah. it through his jacket. Yeah. Do you still have that tape? Somewhere. It's kicking oh, around somewhere. Yes. But your mom played it very cool. Like the uh the well, cops. She'd were- been through life with me, and I had been brought home yes. a few times with cops. This wasn't their first time one of Revereman's sons had been brought home. But it was like disarming the cops. Uh so they're trying to be all stern. Like, you know, she's like, Oh yeah, Matt's my great. And like she's just being so nice that the cops can't even be stern anymore. There's an amazing um video I saw on Twitter, and the caption just read like this is what would happen if you talk to a cop, like a cop talks or like something like oh, that. So you sent that around. Did I send it? Yeah. So basically there's a guy in the parking lot of a police station who's like filming a cop. He's like an investigative journalist. And the cop's like, what are you doing? And he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> he's like, what's, what's with the camera? It's like, have you been, and the guy's like, have you been drinking today? Have you been drinking? <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Are you drinking on the job right now? Hey, no, no, I'm talking to you. Hey, you don't walk away from me. <laughs> it's like the guy. It goes on for so like, long, but he's so good at that type of manipulation and intimidation. Everyone should check that the, video out. It goes on for oh like 10 minutes, but it's really good. It's, it's bizarre to me that the cop allows it, like the real cop, that he's just, that he actually all of a sudden starts answering questions. It almost gets to the psychology of people and how totally. even when you're trained, you, you weirdly answer questions when they're asked of you in the moment, instead of just being like, get the fuck off the property or I'm going to arrest you. Well, he's you know so I mean? good. The cop started thinking, is this a supervisor? Is this person right. undercover? Am I being quizzed on how I should react? You know, and he you always think nowadays when someone's filming you, this is going to end up on YouTube. So just the the fact that you have to mind your P's and Q's more makes you a little bit more intimidated. Absolutely. Yeah, it's really what else does he say to him? Like this investigative journalist who's like literally just in the parking lot of a police station. Uh, yeah, 
He's like, get off the property. He's like, you get off the property. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah. He started treating him like a dog at the end. Go on, get out of here. Get out of here. He's like, get, get on, boy. Yeah. Get yes. on, boy. Don't you look, don't you look at me, boy. Because the partner came out to help, but then he was, it was one on two, and he was dominating both of them. It was really impressive. <laughs> it was so good. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, Mike, did you ever, uh, like have any lunchtime routines? Like, well, yeah. Who were you? Were you one of the smoking kids outside in high school? Were you one of those bad boys? I was on my break. Yeah. And at lunchtime, oh, former smoker, wow. man. Yeah. We'd go out Forest. to the curb. Yeah. We, uh, it's funny though that you sent that story about getting banned from the dollar ram. And I didn't partake in this, but a friend of mine, um, won't use his name, uh, but he was a really smart kid. He was very much like, a, like almost like a will hunting where he would only come to school for like a month, a year, but he would win them all these math competitions. And his name is still up on the plaque in my high school. Um, so they would keep him around. They keep him around. But he was so such a smart guy. But I guess he decided to, to, to devise this contraption one day that was like his binder that he brought to school and he, he origamied paper and glued it to the sides of the binder so that when the binder was closed, so you know, like a binder will open up towards the bottom when the binders closed, it looks like it's full of papers, but then he would open it up and like an accordion, it would be empty and he would go to the shopper's drug mart, uh, by our school and he would just steal chocolate bars and he'd put them all Ooh. into the, the binder. And then he would close the binder and it looked like he had his, like, it was just a, a binder full of papers and he would just walk out and then we would all get chocolate bars. Wow. But we, he never got caught, so he never got banned, and that was that. And You're not going to reveal his name? I cannot. I could never, you know, because people grow up. He, now he's not, he's now, Statue of Limitations, though. Statue of Limitations. That's true. He well, he's he's now like a prominent chef in uh, in another country, so he's doing very well. Oh, he, so he's on the lamb. He's on the lamb. He had to leave the country, actually. That is a fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, no, I never got banned from anything. Uh, speaking of Greg Veerman, though, he did get banned once from, uh, I mean, he wasn't in high school. I think he's about 23 and he got banned from Diablo in Hess Village. Uh, so that lasted a while and that, that hurt because we went there. Why did he get banned? Oh, he got, he had a blood feud with like the doorman. It was, he got like, he got asked to leave one night and then instead of just leaving gracefully drunkenly, he made, he roasted the doorman in front of everybody in line and the doorman was like, <laughs> not going to forget that. But yeah, Shaney, we used to go there like every Friday. That one hurt when Greg got banned from Diablo. Yeah. He also got banned from the casino. Casino, too, <laughs> for pretending to be Mike. Yeah. So I was 19 and he was 18, or maybe I was 18 and he was 17. I forget how old you need to be to go into a casino. But <laughs> which casino? It, the, the one closest to us. I think it's where's the closest one? Burlington or oh, whatever. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, oh my God, Flamborough. Was it Flamborough? No, yeah. it's yeah. not that. That's a track, slot right? machine one. This was a real like casino. Oh, Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls. No, no, it was closer than that. Really? Yes. Right. There's one go you on. can go to that's like 35 minutes away. It's not Flamborough. But I was into uh, going every week and I was telling Greg how much money we could make. So Greg got <laughs> excited. Me, Greg and Escula, we're both, Escula and I are a year older than Greg. Greg's like, oh yeah, people tell me I look like Mike now that I'm older. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Greg had like orange, his, he dyed his hair like orange. Mike looked like Mike <laughs> and had brown hair. But anyway, we get there and then Greg's starting to lose his confidence on how much he looks like Mike the closer we get to the casino. Then we walk up to the doors and he hands the Mike Veerman ID. They look at him and squint their eyes and he goes, I swear to God, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Which was very suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> and then they made him do a handwriting analysis and he totally had a breakdown and like didn't forgot even how to write his own name. <laughs> he might have even wrote Greg. Then he got a $420 fine. 
<laughs> as Rob and I were so into gambling, we still went into gambling as he waited in the car. And he was in the car for like four hours. It was just like, in the, what do we do? In the cop car? No, in waiting in Rob's car. You don't get arrested for that. You oh, just get the fight. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. But it's like, who yeah. does that? Why would Rob and I leave Greg in the car? It's just, oh my God. Kids are selfish, man. I, uh, yeah, Greg. So like <laughs> Greg would inherit my old licenses because, you know, so Greg and I are three years apart and there's this bar called Billy Bob's down in like the West End downtown of Hamilton that was like famous for $2 and it was two fifty for like a beer. So you go there with a $20 bill and like have a night. So I was like, I would go a lot. And I gave my brother my ID at some point because he said he just wanted to go to like a pub with some friends or whatever. So I was like, hey, you can have my ID. I guess he tried to get into Billy Bob's. And the story is, so there's like a window by like the door. And it was like a huge club that you could like. So it was like a lot of people in there. And my brother goes up to the the, the doorman and he hands him the ID. And the guy looks at it and he kind of squints his eyes and he like looks at my brother and he goes, this ain't you. And my brother goes, oh, no. He's like, I kind of photograph a little bit differently, but I promise you it's me. <laughs> he goes, no, man, this ain't you. He's like, I know this guy. He's in there right now. And like Greg looks in and I'm like dancing, like I'm like walking by the window. And he and, and he goes, he goes, take this idea, get the fuck out of here. And then Greg like scurried away. And that was it. But Greg was like, he's like, you blew my Billy Bob's, man. I'm like, it was my spot first. Do you remember the Burger King outside of that Billy Bob's? Oh, yes, it's legendary. That legendary. place oh, on Main Street West destroyed. That destroyed. was more fun than the club. You'd walk in and it would be anarchy. People just throwing shit around, like everyone who Work there were, had to be a part-time security guard. Also, the cops would be there. It was really fun to go. There into. was one beleaguered night manager that was oh, this poor fucking guy. I think about this guy sometimes. He was always the guy. So you go into so everyone a party at Billy Bob's. You leave Billy Bob's like two two thirty in the morning. Then this twenty four hour Burger King would be open, and all these drunk young people, Mac students, everything just pile into this Burger King and food it was fights, a mix of oh everything. I'll never forget. There was like. So we're, we're, we get our food and we're waiting off the side or waiting off the side for our food, for our bags to come out or whatever. And people are in the lineup and a fist fight breaks out in the line, which is like, it's common drunk, you know, 20 year old dudes, too drunk, whatever. They start fighting and me and my buddy are like standing there and we're like watching the fight. We're like, oh man, this poor night manager. He like, I just remember he hops over like the counter to try and break up this fight. He's like, no, no, please guys, please don't fight in here. And he's, he's trying to break them up. And then right then he looks up and he goes, ah! and I look over and on one of the tables, somebody has lit a Burger King bag on fire. So now he has a table on fire while trying to break up the fight and he has to decide literally which fire to put out. And so he like leaves the fight and goes to stomp out the fire. And then they're like, you know, order number 23. And we're like, that's us. We just grab it and leave. And I'm like, it is mad, but it was like that every fucking oh, weekend. It was so good. Anything could happen. You could get in a fight. You could meet your future wife there. Like consummate the relationship and like any, everything happened at that Burger King. Oh yeah. It's like, it was a different time. Uh, Max, you obviously went to Mac. You were like Mr. McMaster as a matter of fact. And, mm-hmm. um, actually my friend, uh, my friends, Jimmy and Janet, who listen to this podcast, um, they just had a child and they're actually at Mac and they, you're very popular there. Uh, Max. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Oh, I like it. Yeah. His, he has an Arkell sweater and everyone's always like, Oh, I know Max or Max went here and all that stuff. So yeah. shout out to them. But my question for you, Mr. McMaster, uh, how much time did you spend at that Burger King? Did you did you miss Billy Bob's? I <laughs> know uh, you know what Billy Bob's. I think was kind of winding down yeah. just as I end. was like starting to go out. But I did. We did go to Ram's Head, uh, which was like the little shitty like Irish pub 
across the street from the school. And actually, do you know that guy Kane who we play basketball with? Yes, sometimes? I love Absolutely. him. So, so Kane was like the bartender there, really nice guy, but he was oh, the bartender. Wow. And we, and we all drank there uh, as first years, which means we would have been like 17, 18 years old and they did not care. So they were very cool about it. Um, I do have memories going to that Burger King and there's also a Wendy's though. You know, the Wendy's that's like just a little bit down the oh, street yeah. from yep. like in front of the Fortinos. Yes. There. Yeah, I know that one. Cause and I was just thinking about like, I had, the, I had this really interesting job before probably like in third or fourth year. And it was a little, there's this little office building kind of right between the Boston pizza and the Wendy's. And it was a news outlet organization where basically it was like for post media. And it was an office that provided like the syndicated columns in a paper. So like the Dear Abby and the crossword and like basically something that could be put in the Edmonton Journal and the Vancouver Sun and the Montreal Gazette. And it was an office that during the day did the newsy stuff. And then at night, uh, the night shift would take over. And it was m- myself and probably like 20 other like dudes. There's probably not one other female that worked uh, in the department. And it was our job to uh, fill in the box score uh, and the standings and update the standings on uh, on your computer and then send it out to your corresponding newspaper. So my beat was the Edmonton journal. Did I ever tell you about this job I had? It was kind of an amazing no. job. No, uh, I, yeah. I don't know this one. Yeah. So basically I'd go in at around like five or 6 PM and then just watch sports for like five hours. And as the scores trickled in, I like, and by the way, I don't know how to use computers. I'm not a graphic designer. I don't know anything, but I, I guess I was like using some sort of like Photoshop program and it was my responsibility to like update, like, okay, now the Maple Leafs are, you know, 42 and 19 and, and, but it was because of the Edmonton paper. I had to bold the Edmonton scores because like, Mm. you know, if you're reading the paper, that's what it was. And then we had two deadlines. We had like the early edition and the later edition. So it was like 1030 was the early one. And like 12 was the later one. It was really fun, but I do remember that on Fridays, and we just had like the um, the, the the sports on. That was like what we watched. But on Fridays, the guys would just put on City TV Baby Blue too. Which, and again, <laughs> this is kind of a crazy thing to be watching in a newsroom for like. A, yeah, and I guess like that's somebody, like a kind of a pornographic softcore. It's like a softcore. <laughs> yeah. Like it was on like cable, but on Friday nights, and I was and uh, and then somebody complained about it. Of course, and then everybody. Of course. And then somebody really, and that person who complained about it, like was really like resented. Like everyone's like, ah, fuck that guy. Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, it's so but, funny. Like, what's the idea? You're all supposed to watch the TV and kind of get hard together. Like, what, what's the, like, yeah, this is good guy stuff to do. Well, it was kind of, well, it was kind of like everybody's like working on filling in their Photoshop basically. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, you send it out to your like, you know, colleague in Edmonton or Vancouver or whatever, but just Friday nights, that's what they threw on. Yeah, I get Which every other just- aspect of the job. It's just the Friday night tradition of watching the softcore porn <laughs> seems weird to me. Hey, listen, I worked there for about six months. Uh, the tradition started before me and uh, ended after I left. Were so, you uh, into it? Were I, I, you mad at the person who stopped Baby Blues 2 from happening? <laughs> Well, I was very part time. So there was guys that were there all the time and kind of like mm. living and breathing that job. Mm. So I think they personally yeah. resented. This is the, expert the question answering to avoid answering yourself. But <laughs> <laughs> yes or no, Max, straight up. Were you no, no, no. at all? No, you didn't. No, care? I just thought the, I thought the whole thing was hilarious. Uh, but also 
Uh, cause I'm like, yeah. They, and, and in retrospect at the time I was like, huh, that, that guy's not so happy about it. Okay, cool. Whatever. Like, you know, you, as you say, like when you're 20, you're just like not thinking about stuff. Um, but re- in retrospect, like the, can you imagine like, you know, the idea of that happening in any place, any professional work setting right now? No, it's an obscene idea, especially with like a news organization. Oh yeah. This is crazy. But yeah, the, the Burger King that was that was one of two late night options. It was either and I and I do remember people coming out of Billy Bob's uh, and and Boston Pizza uh, on our Friday nights as I was working away. Have you ever trashed a fast food establishment? No, that's not my style. I always feel really bad for. Um, I yeah, usually my mind goes to whenever I've had a few drinks. When I, uh, I start really thinking about the people behind the counter and like their jobs like i kind of get more in tune i think if if i were to come across you know somebody working at a fast food restaurant or pizza place at like six in the afternoon i wouldn't be as mindful about their existence as a person <laughs> and i'm just like okay give me my pizza whatever <laughs> it's true but then i think if i've had a couple of drinks i'm going home from the bar i kind of get a little bit more in my mind and existential about like what the world means and other people's journeys and stuff so i think i'm like more pro i think i'm a much better like conscientious tipper and thoughtful person like at three in the morning. And I'd be more inclined to treat those people with more respect than if it was just any other time during the day. Hmm. I get in my own head a bit. Um. How would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study? People that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
Yeah, well, what do you guys got, Mike? Uh, what are you oh, thinking about today? Well, I mean, I mean, one thing that we haven't talked about that it was really exciting, that was fun, that I did was I told you I went to work last week. Uh, well, I also happened to hang out with your best friend, your childhood best friend, Mr. <laughs> Matt Frickman. So <laughs> this is the pod. Yeah, Mike and Matt. You know, we had a good hang. Uh, um, he 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 reached out and he's like, "Listen, he's like, uh, I got these tickets to the Raps game. Do you want to go?" I'm like, "I'm gonna be in town. I'm doing some work. Let's do the damn thing. It's gonna be fun." There were these like amazing seats. I guess they're his lawyers. Uh, it was like fifth row. Um, and it was, it was a really, really uh, fun hang, but what it made me think was I'm like our common denominator, like our connection is you max, like obviously mm-hmm. like you and I are friends and then you and him have been friends for decades. Uh, and then that is what allowed sort of Matt Frickman and I to become friends, but it's always weird when two people that you connect hang out outside of you. What were you thinking when mm-hmm. you found out him and I spent some quality time together at the game? I loved it. Uh, I know some people get weird and territorial about it and it's like, oh, and maybe like in their feelings a bit. But, um, you know, I know that you love the Raptors more than just about anybody. You are very deserving of having a night out in Toronto. I know Matt uh, needs somebody to match his level of enthusiasm for debate and conversation. (laughs) And there's not too many people out there that, that could hang in that department. Uh, so I was like, oh, this is a match made in heaven. And, uh, so no, it made me very, very happy. And, but, but I was curious to know, cause I don't know how many times have you hung out with him one-on-one before? No, usually like, like we've been at like, uh, like parties, like stuff or events for you, like your birthdays or things where like kind of, he comes out and joins the group for stuff. And then me and him will have a chat. We'll talk for, you know, half hour, but him and I alone, I don't think I've ever done what we did. Yeah. Last week. You, you know, it's funny though, because Matt is, and maybe you, your friends like this, like Matt is like a, one of my childhood best friends. Oh, he's like, we such saw, a- sorry, we saw Parasite together. He brought me to, we oh, okay. to he was like, you got to see this movie. We're going. And I met him up at, uh, yeah, the, the theater in like Midtown. Diversity or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we saw Parasite. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that was a couple of years ago. So, but you do think about, you know, you kind of re, re-examine your friend through a different lens. Because you know your friend as your friend, yeah. but, but then it's like it's like your kid, like seeing him out in the world. I'm like, I wonder what that person. So yeah, any any fun, any fun Mattisms? Because he's a very memorable character in terms of like you know, yeah, I describe him as like he looks like Tim Tebow. He looks like a professional like football player. He's like six foot two, <laughs> yeah. and he's like very very in shape, and he's and and he's quite loud and enthusiastic, and has a lot of interesting opinions. But inside, he's just like a neurotic Jewish guy. And so like the, (laughs) and I know that uh, the dichotomy of Matt. um, uh, And that's why you love him. But uh, yeah, how was he well behaved? Uh, did did uh, did he say anything uh, strange that that would that'd be funny to repeat? No, he was great. He was great. Like you said, he's he's like a big hulking guy. Forgot you know when we when we met each other because we met at real sports before the game. He gave me a hug and it was like a very a real embrace. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot how <laughs> strong Matt can be on these hugs. And then the whole night was like debating uh, Shonda Rhimes and her place as a producer, not necessarily as a writer. Mm. Is Greta Gerwig more famous than Noah Baumbach now? Like all the sort of conversation, <laughs> but with, you know, uh, where does Jordan Peele sort of sit uh, on the Artur uh, ladder with like a Quentin Tarantino or, you know, like sort of like as far as anticipation. So we're getting into the nuance of like all of these things. But like you said, he loves sort of an intense debate and, and I'm down, I'll match. If, if you want to be chill and quiet, I'll be chill and quiet. If you want to go up, let's go up. And I was like, I was down and it was just like, it almost felt like a three hour, like, um, 
like movie where two people just discuss all of these things and there's a basketball game going on in the background. And at one point we're in like, there's like two minutes left. It was a Hawks uh, raps and it was actually kind of close. And the raps are in this playoff race and Trey Young's going off. And I'm kind of like, we're still in this debate about how Chris Rock will be remembered post slap. <laughs> but I'm like, shit, there's like a minute and 30 here. And it's a pretty big was he possession. Talking too much. Were you trying to watch the game? What happened was I like, I'm down for debate and to talk about pop culture things, but my allegiance is to what's going on in the Raptors mm-hmm. game. So, but yeah. also I'm, I'm Matt's guest. He's brought me to these wonderful seats. So, mm. and, but, but in this specific moment, he really wants to get this to point out about Will Smith and all this stuff. And he has, <laughs> you know, he had very nuanced thoughts on it and, you know, his position was really well thought out, but he, but he's trying to talk about, you know, where Chris Rock's place is in comedy. And I'm like, but I'm like, shit, Pascal's got possession. But I was, I felt like I was like, we, I can handle this. It was like, we're doing this. I'm watching the game. So it was almost like, you're talking about this. And then a moment happens, you're like, yeah. And you like cheer. And then you go back and you're like, <laughs> so, but here's the thing I think about where Chris Rock is on the hierarchy of comedians and how he's perceived. And then you'd be back into the game. It was, it was a, it was a good natural uh, hang. And I'm really grateful uh, for that. So thanks uh, Matt for bringing me out to that. But yeah, it, it, was, uh, he it was fun. Did you ever get heated with him? Mm. No, I can't imagine. Actually, one funny thing happened is so like the game ends and we kind of, you know, you leave the arena and we just kind of keep walking because the conversation's still going on about, you know, what we were talking about. And um, we're walking down the street and I wouldn't say it was like heated, but we were passionate about sort of our position. So I'm like in this and that and he's like in this and that. And then all of a sudden we hear, uh, excuse me. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, are you, are you Mike from the podcast? And I'm like, yeah. Nice. Pascal Siakam standing there. <laughs> oh it was Pascal. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it was, this, it was these great people, uh, Reggie uh, and Mackenzie, I believe uh, was her name. And they, they basically, he's a listener of the pod. And we were talking about um, how, how Chris Rock will sort of be remembered. And then Matt Frookman hilariously was like, well, this is great. We have people here from the pod. And, he, and I was like, oh, this is book club Maddie. This is like, and they're like, oh yeah. And he's like, well, let's ask them their opinions. <laughs> so now he brought these pod listeners into our conversation about how how the slap will sort of will it stay with chris rock will it be one of the top three things people remember which i my position was essentially i think i think that for like random common people that chris rock won't be able to escape the slap necessarily like it's not a negative thing or a positive thing and he'll move on and he'll have other specials but just there's going to be a certain section of people that when they think of him they're always going to think of that oscar moment Frookman's feeling was that he would transcend that. Anyway, we ask Reggie and he thinks about it for a second. He's like, no, he's like, I think Chris will move on. But then he brought up Ron Artest and he's like, do you think Ron Artest is sort of just known for the brawl or is he known for the story mm. of Lakers career? Obviously he went on to win a championship. The Kobe press conference, like Kobe passed me the ball. Basketball fans know that part of the legacy. But in general, when you hear about Ron Artest, you think about the brawl in general terms. Anyway, this conversation that was, was different internet like, time though. Totally. This, and yeah. he like, changed his name. He changed mm-hmm. his name too. He did change his name. But like Janet Jackson and the nipple and it's like basically the family feud test. Like if you survey a hundred people and you say, you know, I give me the six top things. When I say this name, what do you think of? And my thing is like, I think in 10 years, if you do a family feud and it's like top 10 things about Chris Rock and it comes up, I think slap would be in the top three. It'll be like comedy, Madagascar, mm-hmm. blah, blah. But I think Will Smith or slap will be in the family feud answers. That was my only point. I, I think he'll, he'll move on from this. He's a good, but I'm just like, it's crazy that he can't control his own legacy. This thing has been foisted upon him that now is going to follow him, you know, through no fault of his own, seemingly depending on your position. Yeah. It's just that the was, other yeah. examples were when the internet moved very slow and now the internet yep. moves very fast. So that's the, why it's a bit of a false equivalency, but we'll see. Yeah. 
Do you, do you think uh, Will Smith's uh, ban for the for the, the ten year ban with the Oscars is too long, too little? He can still win an Oscar if they banned him from winning Oscars. That would be different. Imagine mm-hmm. that. But who cares about going yeah. to the show, right? Do you think he'll be? Uh, do you think he'll get another Oscar in the next ten years? I don't know. I didn't even like that Richard performance that much. You didn't? No, I didn't like that movie. It. it, it What's hard is when I don't like the movie, it's hard for me to like the performance. I like the movie. It it got me. Really? What part got you? Uh, Just his like intense love for his his kids and like his determination. I don't know. I thought it was great. Um, Uh, Oh, yeah. So 10 years too long or not, Mike? uh, I don't know. I mean, I I, like, sure, it's fine. Like, you know, I get they had to do something. Right. So it's like, but what does anything mean anyway? I, I think the bigger question is like, okay, so we can't go to the Oscars for 10 years. Was anyone going to put him in a prestige film in the next half decade anyway? Like, I, I, I'm more interested in, like, the thought of his path back because I've had other debates with other friends, like, about, you know, they think Will is done, sort of, he's done, he's finished. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, common people don't give a shit about the Oscars and Hollywood loves a comeback story. So I'm like, I basically made a bet. So I, I, I think Will, I, I made a bet that by the end of 2024, Will will have been in an action film that does incredibly well. Uh, my friend does not believe this, and he thinks that Will Smith's career is essentially done, and this ban is just a sort of further evidence of that. Where do you guys predict Will career, Will's career will go from here? Oh, he's not canceled. He'll be fine. That's what I think. If he went to jail for a slap, he would be doing a movie the second he got out and be fine. It's such a, like a gray zone, like his... His crime is like, it's a crime that not even the person who, who is the victim of the crime really gives a shit about. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't want to speak for Chris Rock, but he was like, <laughs> I can't, you know what I mean? It was poor behavior. So he got kicked out of a party. Now he's banned from going to that party for 10 years. He could still win the award that the party hands out. Who cares? All you want yeah. is to, when you do a movie to win an Oscar and then on your next movie, it can say two-time Academy Award winner, Will Smith. He still gets that. Yeah. The, the 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 problem is that there's no redemption if when he does make his quote unquote comeback. Cause it's not like he had issues with alcohol or drugs and this is like a Robert Downey Jr. thing where it's just like, okay, he had a troubled past. It was just like him acting like a petulant person for fifteen seconds in an otherwise like perfect career mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, 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 so like the road back to redemption also feels like that doesn't exist it's, it's a weird gray area like do you think know. people will still want to make movies starring him like the people that finance these things oh yeah you don't think he's like box office poison no i don't even think the people who think that he was so wrong for doing that feel that like a lot of people who don't like what will did Still preface it with, listen, I like Will Smith. I think he's a good guy, but that was the stupidest thing he could have done. Yeah. yeah well, that's a, the thing. Yeah. Bad moment. Yeah. Totally bad moment. Inappropriate. And like, he, I don't think he should have got, I think he should have been removed. You know, like they should have handled mm-hmm. it right then and there. And he shouldn't have got to have, you know, the whole thing was bizarre and weird. Uh, but yeah, there's like, yeah, there's people have done far worse things. And, you know, people have gotten away with a lot more than sort of Will's very public terrible moment uh which also he did hit a guy like this is why like i actually i always fall on the chris rock side of things like i know like people are like chris doesn't care he's rich he's the best comedian in the world it's like i don't know man the way that jim carrey spoke about the situation i think was revealed the way that maybe people that are that famous think about their legacies and it is a bummer that like this weird thing happened that's just kind of kind of like you know random couple in 
you know, Ohio is always going to think about that when they think of Chris Rock after like this legacy career that was on cruise control. Kind of weird. It's almost made his career way better though. Yeah. yeah. So selling more tickets. That's true. He sold more tickets on the Sunday night of the Oscars to his tour than the on sale itself, which is mm-hmm. pretty amazing. You never see that. If you were working the Oscars that night and they walk up to you and they go, Mike, I know it's your first night, but you have to <laughs> remove Will Smith. Would yeah. you be okay doing that? Or would you say, fuck no? No, I'd do it. I'd yeah, do me it. too. But, I'd but love I'd to ha- do it. Yeah, I'd love to do it. <laughs> You'd love to do it. Oh, what would you say to Will? I just wouldn't. If he goes, no, I'm not leaving. I would just stand there. I go, you're out. And I, I would just <laughs> grab him and see what he's going to do. He already slapped one person. Let's see if he's going to slap me. Yeah. Oh, wow. Would you do it, Max? Uh, yeah, I'd do it. But I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say you're out. What do you say I'd then? I'd say, Will. I say, well, we have to have a conversation outside. Yeah, that's I, what I, I would say. And then if he's, <laughs> no, 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 listen, I mean, if I, if I went up to him and said, yo, we gotta, you have to leave, unfortunately, whatever. And he said, no, then I get, you're out of here. You know, then you force it. <laughs> he's bigger than well, you. What do you do if he says I won't leave after you try your nice guy routine? I'd say, well, you know what? We're all leaving then. Then you can stay here. You get the entire crowd <laughs> to evacuate and just yeah, have him there so he feels awkward. I'd say, you know what, Will? If you're not going to leave, show's over. We're all going. Wow. I, I, I have thought about that actually recently. Um, uh, yeah, I had uh, somebody was acting out at a bar and I was thinking, I was like, that's what, that's what you do. You just do the, the reverse, the inverse. You go, okay, you don't want to leave? The whole restaurant, it's gone. Staff, everybody, close up. Turn off the lights. Everybody's got to go. This, this asshole doesn't want to leave. What do you think of that? Pretty cool move, hey? It's good if you don't own the bar and you don't care about the income you make that night. <laughs> what the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> we need these sales. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. Uh, that, would be a, that would be a tough conversation, though. That'd be very tough. Uh, Shane, wh- what do you got? I was going to ask about birthday parties because Popolis at a kid's birthday party on the weekend. Mm. And I said I couldn't go, but I really could have. It's just my daughter Lucy couldn't go. Is it weird if I would have gone to the kid's birthday party? I mean, it (laughs) sounded pretty good. And should people without kids be invited to birthday parties or is that just weird to invite someone without a child to a birthday party? Or what if you have like a 15 year old kid? (laughs) Like, I'm just wondering, does Peak, like our friend Matt McPeak, does he want to go to... Parties just to hang with us and have a beer and kind of get to know our kids or something. I don't know. I don't think so. It's a good question. <laughs> Cause like, yeah, it's like, it's like anybody that's been having these kids parties in the last whatever month or whatever, like Max wasn't on the invite list. Yeah. But you know, we Pink's know Max list. doesn't give a shit. Right. So like him, I know <laughs> he just hates children. Right. Uh, unless he's drinking, then he wonders like, oh, like I should get to know these people or whatever. But um, <laughs> Because that's when you start thinking about people, Max, it's, Life, it's yeah. a callback. Where I thought you were going with this birthday party question and asking questions uh, is you and I were, we were together. We watched Raps in Philly uh, the other night at a pub. And yes. while we were at the pub, it was revealed that our good friend, the nut was having some sort of bang and birthday party. And you immediately turned to me and you said, did you know about this? Did you know about this? And I was like, I think I might've heard a rumbling. I'm like, but I most certainly wasn't invited. So I, I am feeling very much like you in this moment. And I think it, the talk mm. was that Dan Hamilton was going to a party. So anyway, me, mm. we, it was, it was a second where we thought about it. We both went, huh, I guess that's how it goes once you leave the city. And then 
And then we moved on and I didn't think about it again until I saw the photos of the glorious weekend of which Max, you were in attendance. I was in attendance. Listen, I was not in charge of the guest list. I, I can speak to the nut himself and ask what the deal is, but, uh, I couldn't have gone anyway. Yeah. I was going to say there's a mental <laughs> hurdle with inviting any of the dads where it's just like, it, you know, it requires if something, especially that feels like a little bit last minute, even if it's something that's like quote unquote important, like a birthday party, uh, I think there is maybe an assumption, fair or unfair, that is just like, ah, just too many nights. You know, it's like the guys were out on Thursday. What are the chances they'll be able to come out on Saturday? So like <laughs> Thursday's the know. night where we learn that we weren't invited to the party. So I doubt your intel <laughs> knew that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, but you know what? I didn't have anything to do with that part. Well, how was it? Let, give us a yeah, taste. Did you have a good time? Us, yeah. Us locked up a, ch- a child with children people. You know what? I flew in from, uh, LA that night and it took us, I landed like seven 30 and I didn't get off the plane till nine. Like the customs was so backed up at Pearson. And so I did. I so then I had to get home, shower, eat. I didn't get to the nuts until <laughs> thirty, and um, we had a yeah, we had a great time. Uh, but I was a little out of it. I think the nut was a little bit out of it. I think there's like too much pressure. I feel like this has happened recently with some friends, where it's like on your actual birthday, you feel like you have to host. You know, like you're not actually when it's a whimsical night that's sort of spontaneous and it's not about you. You can kind of go be the best version Whose of birthday yourself. Was it? it was the it was the nuts. It was, <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> Psycho <laughs> told me it was a 22 year old woman's party. And he's like, oh, there's going to be so many uh, hot women. There. <laughs> no, well, actually, uh, Dan's cat, who's not 22, she's like 27. Dan's um, friend. It's a human being. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dan's friend, cat. Um, not Dan's cat. Dan's friend, Catherine. It was her birthday. That's her birthday for a 27 year old cat. <laughs> well, Guinness <laughs> Records will be there for sure. That'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> They'll sponsor it. So it was. It wasn't for cat. No. 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 It was. It was for Dan's friend, Catherine. Yeah. And and Birchall too. So they have the same birthday on the same night. Okay. So we weren't invited yeah. to two parties. No, no, it was versus had a few people over and then we met at a bar. I actually we went to your favorite bar. Pizza wine pizza disco, wine. I know. <laughs> Did you get in a booth? We had a booth. You had a booth? Yeah. Was it free? I don't know. Oh yeah. I bet you the waitresses were, were really nice, right? Like the staff? Oh yeah, they're lovely. Everyone's nice. Yeah. yeah. They love kissing the ass of the booth people. <laughs> not not the common folk. <laughs> Um, were people smoking in the club? No, people no. were smoking in the club when we were there. Really? What? And then we made fun of people. Uh, not made fun. We commented on it, and then the staff made fun of us for caring that people were smoking in the club. <laughs> They're like, "Ooh, people are smoking in the club." And they did that Max voice when he's imitating Larry David to to me and my wife. Yeah, not cool. <laughs> that's against the that's against the mm-hmm. rules. Yeah. Anyway, I'm glad you had fun, but but you think that people without children shouldn't be invited to kids' birthday parties, and you think people with children shouldn't be invited to parties for people without children. <laughs> I wouldn't go that That's far. a lot of rules, Max. Man. I, I, no, no, no. I, I, I didn't say that. I didn't sign off on that second part. Uh, I am looking forward to uh, a couple weekends from now, though, uh, Ellicottville. Everyone going to that for, uh, for Sean's birthday? 
Oh yeah. Oh, I'm I'm very excited yeah. about that. I, have you heard about this, Max? No, don't tell me there's kids and wives. Yes, coming. we're no, not wives, <laughs> just children. You're fucking with me. Children are not going to afford you birthday <laughs> Thank party God. for a man. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I I almost was like, what? <laughs> oh God. Let's do one more, Mike. What do you got? Uh, I I don't know if I got like a subject necessarily, but I went. I I brought. Since we're talking about kids, fuck, I'm going to share this story. I brought mm. Winona to her very first theater movie. Um, mm. And it was a really cool experience because uh, we went and saw that movie Sing 2. There's lots of music. Oh, yeah. It looks mm. great. And she was like into the whole thing. And there was this moment at the end. Cause like, I love going to the movies and this was like the first time I got to bring my kid to a movie. And she like, she sat through the whole thing. She ate way too many like Kit Kat bites and shit and popcorn. And like, I started to feel like I was, she was going to have like a sugar overload, but I was like, you're at the movies. Um, but, um, for the last 20 minutes, she like, she sat on my lap and has anyone here seen sing too? I mean, Shane, I could see why you might have seen it, but yeah, Max, no. It, it ends with this very, so Bono plays like the, the sort of elusive rock star lion in this film. Is this a and, live action film or a cartoon? No, it's an animated no. film. Yeah. It's way better uh, in my mind if Bono's dressed up in full lion. It's a lion yeah. like from Zoobly Zoo. Anyway, it's, so uh, the movie ends in this like big moment where they're playing. I still haven't found what I'm looking for by U2 and this mm. sort of auditorium and uh, it's spoiler alert if you're going to see Sing 2, but it's like, it sort of ends very emotionally and that song is very emotional and the, the crowd is losing it and she's sitting on my lap and I'm watching this movie and uh, I'm like, I love the movie so much and my kids loving this movie. And so I started to like g- cry. I started to get emotional, but I was trying mm. to stifle my, my, my cries. Cause I'm like, I don't want to weird her out in this moment that I'm having tears of joy. Uh, mm. So I guess my question was going to be, when was the last time you guys stopped yourselves from crying? Oh, stop myself from crying. Oh, great question. Do you, have you ever cried in front of your kids? This question for both of you? No. Like tears of joy? Yeah, I, I do tears of joy all the time. And my mind's always blown that I have children. So it can get to me easily. <laughs> and they're always doing cute stuff and they never know it. So, But I don't want to weird them out when they're doing something really cute and I'm crying. So I find <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly. always holding it back because I, one time Alex was crying and Lucy looks and was like, Mommy, why are you crying? And that made me cry. So I don't mm. want to scare them. But yeah, what about you, Max? People without kids. Oh, oh man. Um, I do. I can tear up pretty easily, but it's usually over something I like read in the paper or something like that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> They've discontinued Baby Blues at the local news station. That was the <laughs> joke that came to my mind, Mike. And, um, I, and I, I, that's why I laughed. I swear to God, that was the exact yeah. joke that came to my mind. The news article? Yes. Max, have, have oh you ever God. almost been on the brink of tears on stage? Have you ever been so moved by... Like, because here's the thing. You have this mm. existence now. You know, we see on social media, you do something like this, the, the Grey Cup, you, you know, play these arenas or whatever. Do you ever take a moment on stage where you're almost in tears at sort of this thing that you guys have built together and sort of this moment or is it just is it just come and go and sort of is it become regular to you no i think i'm uh, too much in work mode you know mm. like if if uh, i i have a hard time because i'm always thinking even if there's a really tender moment happening i'm always kind of thinking about how i have to orchestrate it yep. i think if i was a fan in the crowd of an arkell show i'd be crying <laughs> once a show <laughs> isn't that beautiful <laughs> All right, that's it. That's all. That's our episode. Thank you so much for listening. Leave a comment. Give us a rating. Check us out. Check out the merch at thebesthangpodcast.com. Guys, this has been The Best Hang. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365 day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.